The RV industry is slowing down production. Does that mean lower prices are on their way? I'm Jason Epperson, and it's time for this week's RV and Camping News Roundup. A couple weeks ago, I was watching a live stream of an RV industry event where one major dealership chain's CEO spoke up about the current breakneck pace of RV production as of late, encouraging the industry to slow down and to focus on quality. He said something to the effect of, we dealers are going to sell 450,000 units this year, so let's not push to build 600,000 or 700,000 RVs. In fact, last year, 600,000 RVs were built, about 550,000 were sold, and as of last fall, the RV Industry Association projected another 600,000 to be built in 2022. People have wondered about the quality of RVs coming out of Elkhart, Indiana with such a jump in production. After all, the previous record year had just 500,000 units built. Combine that increase with labor shortages, especially in Elkhart, and you may have a recipe for quality problems. In fact, this CEO was encouraging manufacturers to focus on just that, quality, saying that the current repair situation is untenable and that 50% of the warranty work his shops do is before the sale, units that haven't been given to a customer yet. This is why, by the way, that it's more important than ever to shop your dealer. Well, now it looks like the RV industry has come to terms with the fact that production is not going to keep increasing dramatically every single year. Revised estimates were just released from the RV Industry Association saying that only around 549,000 RVs will be produced this year. That's more than 50,000 less than last year. Saying that inventories at dealer lots have normalized at a slightly faster rate than initially expected due in part to RV manufacturers and suppliers working to get units built and to dealer lots ahead of the summer travel season. Now, a lot of you loyal followers of the channel have been predicting a bust in the RV market for quite some time, saying that many of these recent buyers would hate RV ownership and sell their RVs off, or that the economy or fuel prices would force them to. But that just doesn't seem to be happening. 50,000 RVs fewer than last year is a big number, but this will still be the second best year for the RV industry, even at that pace. And that's all despite high inflation, rising interest rates, high fuel prices, and concerns over the economy. But as I keep saying, this current economy is a strange one. All of those things are really painful for a lot of people to deal with, but there are still a lot of things that have people running to buy RVs, and we're now seeing that most of them never had anything to do with the pandemic. Unemployment is low, wages are increasing, and despite a recent downturn in the stock market, the market rise over the last 10 years is unprecedented. The S&P 500 almost tripled in that time, where it was completely flat the previous 10 years and the market peaked right when the largest generation of Americans began to hit retirement age. Think about that. The leading edge of the baby boomer generation reached age 62 in 2008, when a major recession was about to hit. Between 2008 and 2019, the retired population ages 55 and older grew by about 1 million retirees per year. The entire amount of retirees grew by 1 million a year. In the past two years, we've seen it grow by double that rate. Anyway, all that to say people are still buying RVs, maybe a little slower than last year, but still at unprecedented levels, and RV values remain high. Many have noticed that deals are more available on dealership lots and that prices are perhaps more reasonable across the board than they were a year ago. 
and that used and new RVs are plentifully available. But lots of buyers are still keeping prices high. Blackbook, who tracks the auction value of RVs and is a really reliable source for the overall price situation, has released their latest update on RV market prices. The average selling price for trailers sold at auction was $20,883, which is about $2,000 below a year ago. But motorhomes are selling for an average of $73,350. That's up $9,000 over a year ago. That's right, motorhomes are selling for almost 15% more right now than they were last year at the same time. I think we all may have a little bit of amnesia over pricing because even if you see a deal out there for 30% off MSRP, realize that MSRP has risen dramatically. The travel trailer that we bought in 2019 was listed on the dealer lot for $19,999. That same trailer now has an MSRP over $41,000. It's priced at the same dealer we bought it at for $35,000. So yes, the dealer is selling it for a discount off MSRP, but is it a deal? The 2020 model year trailer we owned is listed used on rvtrader.com for no less than $8,000 more than what we paid for it brand new. That is absurd. And it's many times the rate of inflation. It's almost completely market driven. RVs are selling for high prices, not because of material costs, not because of labor costs, but because people are buying them for high prices. More to come in a moment, including a jump in organized fuel thefts, a frightening tree accident at a campsite, and another automaker gets slapped by the government for lying about vehicle emissions. But first, this episode is sponsored by the Togo RV app. The free Togo RV app offers maintenance reminders, recall alerts, checklists, and more for your specific RV. And if you upgrade to a RoadPass Pro membership, you get RV-friendly GPS routing, access to thousands of verified overnight parking location listings, discounts on lots of great products like tires and lithium batteries, plus premium access to the other apps under the RoadPass umbrella. Download the Togo RV app for free today and get $10 off your RoadPass Pro membership with the code RVMILES10X. It may be time to get a lock for your fuel tank if you don't already have one. With the high prices of gas and diesel, thefts are on the rise and they're getting craftier and more organized. Teams of thieves have been hitting gas stations, finding ways to circumvent the pump's payment system. At 5 a.m. on Monday, a ring of thieves was caught pumping diesel into storage containers in a U-Haul truck. Recently in Houston, Texas, thieves parked a minivan with a trap door over a station's underground fuel tank and tapped into the tank to steal 1,000 gallons of diesel over a three-day period. Recently, a Jeep owner had to spend $1,500 to have a new fuel tank installed because thieves drilled a hole into his tank in order to steal just a few gallons of gasoline. Now think about motorhomes sitting stationary in storage with full tanks not being protected. Siphoning fuel out of a vehicle is very easy and locking fuel caps are very cheap. It's time to get one if you don't have one. The U.S. Justice Department on Thursday formally charged Fiat Chrysler America with criminal conspiracy in its multi-year emissions fraud probe surrounding vehicles with diesel engines. FCA, which is now part of Stellantis, has agreed to plead guilty to a criminal conspiracy charge arising from its efforts to evade emissions requirements for more than 100,000 
older Ram pickup trucks, and Jeeps in its U.S. lineup. They'll pay roughly $300 million in penalties. The charge says that the company violated the Clean Air Act and committed wire fraud, knowing that those vehicles did not meet U.S. emission standards while making false and misleading representations to customers. The affected vehicles span model years 2014 to 2016. In January 2019, Fiat Chrysler agreed to a settlement worth about $800 million to resolve civil claims from the Justice Department and California in the diesel emissions probe. So all in, this is costing them over a billion dollars. Volkswagen pled guilty five years ago for doing essentially the same thing. They installed defeat devices in vehicles so they could dupe government emissions tests and then pollute beyond the legal limits on roadways. Last week, we shared the news that the nation's largest RV dealership chain, Camping World, was expanding through its largest dealership acquisition ever. Well, this week, they've announced even more expansion, 11 new ground-up locations in major markets, including San Francisco, Los Angeles, Kansas City, Detroit, Columbus, Ohio, Billings, Montana, and Green Bay metropolitan areas. We've also been covering the rollout of Starlink satellite internet service for RVs over the past few weeks, and I'm seeing a frustrating trend among buyers. Many are buying the service and receiving apparently used dishes in the mail. Dishes that don't even seem to have gone through a refurbishment process or inspection, ranging from cosmetic issues like scuffs and scratches to being completely unusable with damaged cables or connectors. Considering that to this point, Starlink hasn't been able to offer a way to electronically switch between the RV service to the residential service, I imagine they're seeing a high volume of returns right now. But they have announced that they are making a change that they are going to allow people that have the residential service to switch to RV service, but not back. Apparently, Starlink isn't doing what every other major electronics manufacturer does. Sell your open box and refurbished items at a discount. If you order Starlink for the road, make sure not to let it sit in the box. Check it as soon as you get it. Starlink's customer service seems to be somewhat responsive, but people have had a lot of issues getting in contact with them as well. Hopefully they'll take care of problems pretty quickly, but it's unfortunate that people are paying for new equipment and receiving used gear. My absolute biggest camping nightmare has come true for a Minnesota couple camping in Wisconsin. They were sitting at a picnic table in their campsite last Sunday when the wind picked up and an entire tree fell on them, killing them both. There was one other person at the table and another person that was at the campsite but not at the table. Both went uninjured, but unfortunately this couple perished. Please, when you arrive at a campsite in the woods, inspect the trees for big dead branches, particularly those that are about four inches in diameter or more. Check for multiple deep cracks and splits in the bark. Check for large decayed areas on the trunk and look for leaning trees, especially in places where the soil is very damp, allowing them to easily uproot. I know someone whose wife died from a falling branch while riding a bike on a forest service bike path and tree safety is just one of those things that I think a lot of us take for granted and it's so important when you're camping in the woods. That's it for this week's RV and camping news. We'll see you next time.